Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of Fangin' and Bangin' with Gangrel. And yep, just Gangrel. Well, Raymond over there, too. Good to see you, Raymond. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, ghost. Ghost, yeah, you were a ghost. Like Racer X over there disappeared with a mask on. <laughs> over there, uh, man, it's been two weeks, but uh, man, it's just been so, so crazy busy, and, and it, I'm still busy. I got to catch a flight out uh, Thursday morning to Chicago, and then Chicago on to San Francisco. Um, this out there grinding, super blessed. Uh, um, you know, praise the Lord and all that for uh, being able to do what I do for a living, do what I love, do what I love to do. What, what am I trying to say? I get to do what I love for a living. There we go. Tongue twister. I got some coffee in there. But um, hey, uh, did you see these cards I got, Raymond? Do you see these things? Yeah, they're pretty unique. Yeah. So Chops, Chops trading card. They made up some sets, so I had it sideways. I guess I get to sign these. I guess they sell some that are signed already, so you can go to Chops trading card or... Uh, I'll have these on shows, and they got the little blank space I can sign them. So they say chops on the back. Big old my my Saint Bernard Pitbull looking head on the front. <laughs> the sign under it, like the only thing misses that keg of whiskey when you're out there freezing in the snow. Some blood splatter though. Yeah. Do you want one? Did I give you one? Yeah, you gave me one. Fake you can have two, man. Oh, man. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eBay that or something. <laughs> but but it's cool. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't say nothing about my shirt. I'm surprised you didn't like my shirt today. I've been peeping it, but I didn't. Want to bring uh, attention to it? Some kissing, kissing Candace merch that dropped. I got it a while back, but just uh, we I had, well, I hadn't been here since I got it. So um, it's a band. Yeah, it's a band. I don't, you you might like it. It's it's like it's different. It's kind of like Tool and Nine Inch Nails meet something, and it's good. Kissing Candace. So you, it's 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 good. I like it. It's a lot of the videos scare me though. They're like really creepy with like worms coming out of people's heads and people eating people. And, I might like the videos. Yeah, yeah. I think you would like the videos. The video are very artsy and well. Be honest, they scare me. So, like, but uh, yeah, that's what's new on all, all this stuff. I don't know um, what's going on, Raymond. I'm gonna have to figure out a, a whole merch line and new other stuff and everything going on in life here. Yeah, it's, it's a good type of busy though. You've been a, you've been a good busy. Right. Yeah, I've been good busy. Good yes, busy. I've been good busy between CCW. What did I do this weekend? We always covered over there. I know I'm quite boring. I've been been in here in two weeks. I quite don't really don't know how to act. I think I lost the rhythm here. <laughs> like um, I haven't watched wrestling. We've done anything. I've just been busy. But uh, this past weekend uh, was in uh, TCW, which uh, oh, well the Tropicans Television Network. Uh, they were do, uh, doing a taping, Thunder Championship Wrestling, for uh, upcoming shows on um, the Tropicans Television Network, where I, I believe. We have the logo we'll be seeing right on here somewhere. Um, when, I think that starts this weekend, the 22nd. Was it Heroes of Wrestling? Did the, that's the show we'll be on? Yeah. Heroes of Wrestling. It'll be wrestling all day Saturday. You can find it on any of your local networks, anywhere you stream, Roku, whatever. You said you looked it all up. They have Miami stations, Dallas, whatever, California. Yeah, every major so, city. So, uh, so TTN, I guess. TTN, Tropicans Television Network. So uh, if you missed a lot of the old back stuff, uh, Raymond's been... Cutting them down to 90, uh, 56 minutes, I believe, and yeah. 56 and sending them off. So, uh, Fang and a Bang with Gangrel is on, uh, I guess it's a national TV, right? It's actual TV. Yeah, yeah it's TV. Yeah. It's on TV and all streaming. So, if you got a TV with antenna ears <laughs> and uh, you, you can't afford that cable, like like I know my sister cut her cable out, so I got to tell her about it. So, now I'm going to tell her, you can go watch that on. She goes, well, I'll just watch it on YouTube. I go, but uh you know i'll go watch it on youtube but um yeah Tropicans television network heroes of wrestling it's i believe saturday will be the day that it'll be just uh wrestling anything wrestling they'll do a 30 minute feature on uh, an independent wrestler but it's gonna mostly be pure independent i don't think they're gonna have like indie darlings and um uh, like a lot of names or anything like that. I think they just want the, the guys that are just purely like at, at the beginning stages of their career in companies from each state, one company from each state, and they'll have a, they'll have a, they'll have a wrestling show on. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. I don't know what else they got. They got uh, the, the rest of the network has, was it Roman Gabriel or Gabriel Roman or whatever podcast. There's a lot of other things, a lot of big things going on there. They'll be at the, uh, I believe they'll be at the Super Bowl. They'll be at the Drop the Peach, whatever the heck in Georgia, New Year's Eve. So, a lot of good things going on. So, you can check out Fang and the Bang with Gangrel on the uh, Tropicans Television Network. That is a tongue twister for me. Fang and the Bang with Gangrel on the Tropicans Television Network. Won't sound, get some bad enough. Take some. Ah, there you go. There's the promo there. You can cut oh. that out. <laughs> That's a low key, low energy promo. But, um, what's going on with you, Raymond? What's going on in the world? Anything I need to talk about? Anything you think that we're peeping out here? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, we kind of got 
some closure. Um, yeah, Ric Flair is finally out of here. No, no, no. That, no? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to all you Ric Flair fans, but uh, what is he? Uh, let, let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, I think I just saw a video where I loved I loved Jackie Long great with Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett uh, was beating him up in the beating him beating him up in a parking lot with Jay Lethal. Poor Jay Lethal. Quite uh, <laughs> important. But Jay Lethal's so talented, like, and it, like, it actually, like, like, say, like, for example, at AEW, didn't they make Jay Lethal, like, go, like, basically try out on Dark, even though you, you know how good Jay Lethal actually is, like, <laughs> you had to go through the process of being on AEW Dark to move up and get, whatever, but that's, that's a whole other story, but, uh, no, I think Jay Lethal's amazing, so maybe he'll get to mix it up with Andrade and Jeff Jarrett will mix it up with Flair. But they, they jumped him in the parking lot. He was bleeding, hollering, oh, it's the hard way. It's the hard way. I'm not sure. Sure. Um, I guess all wrestling fans are pretty smart now. I guess they're assuming, like, he busted him open with his fist and not a razor blade. I, I guess that's what they were insinuating. And he goes, damn right, it was the hard way, Jeff Jarrett said. So, I don't know. They're trying to put a little steam behind it. That's what, Nashville on the 31st? Yep, uh Day after SummerSlam. Day after SummerSlam. So I'll be in Nashville on the 31st, but I will not be there. I am not at StarCast. Is that what it's called? StarCast or Starcade or StarCast? I will not be there. I will be at CCW. CCW is running a show, believe it or not. They, they run monthly or bi-monthly in Nashville. So I'll be back at the uh, uh, Redcon, Redcon facility, Redcon 1, uh, do, working for CCW. So that's a Sunday evening I believe I'll be there uh, Sunday evening. I think it's like a seven o'clock show. I'm not sure. So, yeah. looking forward to getting back to Nashville. It's a great city. I don't want to tell you this, Raymond, but I have I've been half tempted thinking about moving there. Uh, what is what does that look over there? Like you and everybody. Ah, oh, speaking of Valerie, Valerie, it's her birthday today. She's in NXT. I always say her name wrong. Do you know Do you know how to say her name? Uh, she sent like pictures. You can't see it. There she's at the performance center. And, uh, Valerie Larader, Larader, Larader. I always say it wrong. She's the Bellator fighter. She's the one that was uh, helping train pre 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 train a little bit before she went to the performance center. But now she signed. Uh, she signed up there. Um, and, a, and another one of uh, her friends who's a CrossFit girl, Gina. She's doing great up there. She's already been up there a month or so. So she's doing great. But it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Valerie! And congratulations on your journey and. Uh, uh, remember the journey is the jewel and you know don't get caught up in all the hype and all the gaga have a have an amazing um birthday and, and good luck on your journey there uh, in, uh so, nxt the performance center there and all that stuff going on well, where were we at uh, andrade yeah. yeah why do you think they chose jeff Jarrett? nashville okay makes sense nashville like uh, crockett i don't even remember crockett ever running in nashville i don't believe i don't i mean my memory is pretty bad and was a kid and I was just pretty much getting doing jobs back then which would be enhancement matches and then working on independence all over but I don't really crack a promotion I don't really remember it being in Nashville um but I, I think it's just convenient Jeff's there I, I think the same reason he's on SummerSlam is <laughs> a, a he's a special referee right yeah for the Usos and who uh New Day is oh. it New Day and Usos or is it uh Oh, gosh, I haven't watched wrestling. I believe it's New Day and Usos. I, whatever. Jeff Chair is a special referee at SummerSlam. And I think that there's, uh, uh, you know, it's in Nashville. Probably a lot of tickets need to be sold. He's, 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 he's been there for years and years and years, as long as I can remember. Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and, uh, hell, their grandfather, Eddie Marlin, I think, is his grandfather. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so I think maybe Jeff. Jeff's safe. Jeff's a solid worker. Uh, Jeff's... Uh, uh, of the later generation, but still of the same generation as Ric Flair, in, in a sense. So it makes sense. It's all good. It's all cool. It's Nashville. It helped fill the house. It should be. Should it, in reality, it should be a fun match. You know. Yes. Yeah, Andrade. Street profits. What's that? Yeah, the street profits. Oh, the street profits. There you go. Usos. Mm. Street profits and UFOs. See, I thought it was New Day. Do not say <laughs> a word. Do not say a word. Uh, hey, I know how you are. So I've been terrified. <laughs> I've been, man, you know, you know, you know how I am, and you know how I just say some random stuff, especially when I'm training, right? Uh -huh. So I watched this Fox Nation special, and I can't remember the guy's name. And it was a Tyrus. He wasn't a former wrestler, but he looked like he could have been a former athlete. He was like this big dude. He was talking about cancel Nation America USA or something. Cancel like um, cancel culture USA. I was like, what? But it was showing how normal people got canceled, and I, I was I was terrified after I watched <laughs> that. I was like, I go. Oh damn! I probably been canceled twenty, thirty time over. Like this guy's whole life was snatched away, and this lady's life was snatched away all over this, this cancel culture generation. So like, 
makes you really uh you, you start getting paranoid you, you know you don't even mean anything by anything but just out of it ignorance or just being naive or whatever it is or being stupid man the whole world can turn upside down quick and uh this this day and age of social media and 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 the things going on. So where are we going to go from here, Raymond? You're going to have to guide me through this podcast. You're going to have to produce okay. it for a change. You're going to get over to do some work over there. What's up? What's up? No, so everything, Um, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it earlier, WWE moving over to TV14 from Monday Night Raw. Now, this is a this is being recorded for Tropsions too, right? Yeah. So is this going to be way down the line or are we going to start mixing this stuff in? I have no idea. You have no idea. I think uh, fans, if uh, or fans or people listening, listeners, um, uh, you may not be a fan. You might just be a casual listener. If you have any ideas of uh, uh, how and directions we can go with this, I mean, I, I know it's on TV. We're on YouTube, and we could pretty much. To, sometimes it feels the same to me. Uh, in this generation of streaming and stuff like that, people a lot of people don't even have TVs. They watch everything on their computers and their phones. Um, but think about different format. I was thinking, Raymond. Yeah. Picture this, go skydiving. We just take a trip, one thing of this fang in the bang, we'll go skydiving. Why can't I have some fun while I do a podcast? <laughs> do it's gotta be about wrestling? Do I gotta sit here like I'm like the unusual suspects and size of Kose being questioned all the time? Do I, do I feel like I'm being grilled and I gotta come up with a magical <laughs> answer to, to every question that there is that I don't even remember? Um, can, can't you go like skydiving or windsurfing or parasailing or. You uh, started the most. Caucasianist thing to do. What, 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 what do you want? What you, no, no, no I, I don't mind going out with skydiving. Well, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to go to? Uh, what? I don't know. What is, what is not non-Caucasian? What? What? Give no, me something. Risking our life on the first episode out. That's a Caucasian <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> skydiving. Well, I mean, that'd be fun though. You don't see a lot of black dudes skydiving, do you? Yeah. No, I don't know. Will Smith sky. Oh yeah, Hancock too. Well, he jumped out of the sky. Yeah, but I don't know if that was skydiving. That might have been movie magic. But was Will Smith skydiving? Yeah, he bungee jumped on like his feet. Oh, I ain't bungee jumping. The no, same. No, 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 no. I am not bungee jumping. That, that's risking your life for No. Got, what if you forget the pool? Oh, hold on. Okay. okay. Well, bungee jumping with somebody no, together? No, 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 no. I'm, I want somebody else's life to be at risk of mine that knows what they're doing. So if I'm getting in that bungee by myself, no, 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 no. So, now, if you bungee me up with somebody that does it every day of the week and just jump thousands of times, maybe skydiving, they don't just let you jump out of a plane by yourself. <laughs> you, you piggyback, you're riding on somebody's back. Hopefully, you don't pee down it when you jump out there. Like oh, I thought that. you were doing it by yourself, skydiving. No, 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 no. They won't let you do that. I, I, like unless you have million jumps or something. I don't know what the rules are, but that's. I believe it's a lot like flying a plane. You got to have a lot of hours at that before. You just, I guess any fool could just go jump out of a plane, but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not. No, 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 no. With somebody, and then, then you can record it. Uh, you know. No. No, I'm, I'm down. So I, I suppose if I say, oh, go. Go to they don't Daytona Beach Speedway and and take NASCAR and go around the track and race that and try to you can say that's a Caucasian thing too. That sounds fun. No, oh, that that sounds fun. It's okay. safer than bungee jumping or skydiving. I don't, do you think getting a car that, that that could possibly do two hundred mile an hour plus going around a big track like that wide open is 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 less dangerous than skydiving? So what I'm getting is we're turning this into like a Fear Factor type of show. It's fun. I don't say it was fear. I just said have fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we go deep sea fishing. You all right? That or is that a fear factor too for nah, you? Nah, he wants me in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot swim. <laughs> like, oh. No, but I'm down. Go to the Everglades. Go pet an alligator or something. That's Caucasian too, I suppose. Very. Well, what would you do, Raymond? Being non-Caucasian. I would. Yeah, give it. me an idea because I don't know. I mean, every idea you name this is dope. Just what, what, what are we gonna do? Go to like a Lil Wayne concert? What? <laughs> I mean, actually, that's very dangerous for me. I'd be taking my <laughs> life. My own hands going on. Nah, you're a Kodak fan. Yeah. Hey, he's got arrested again. You saw that? Oh, Kodak Black, always in trouble. And then I saw another video with uh, what's his name was trying to threaten to spit on the police and Bootsy or whatever. Bootsy. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired. Of Tired of it. It's every day I get pulled. Every two weeks I get pulled. Over. How am I supposed to live? You see that video? Yeah, you surprised me. With I didn't know you. I didn't even know you knew Little Boosie. I knew you knew Kodak, but not Little Boosie. Georgia and, and area yeah. up that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Southern guy. Born and raised. Dying. What am I supposed to not know? You surprising me. And the fans, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I thought you was this old school hip hop. 
Listen, a little bit of everything, man. A little bit of everything in my life. Everything makes a little bit of everything makes the world go round. So, what else is next on the wrestling list there before we uh, move on? What you got? What else you got up there? What's going on in the wrestling world? Oh no, I mean we didn't really get to really talk about it. They're, they're moving over to TV fourteen. Who WWE? Yeah. Or yeah, WWE. It's, What's the difference between TV fourteen and whatever they're gonna be now? They're able to show blood now. Oh, PG and then there's fourteen. Yeah, they're able to show blood. So curse. So PG. Thirteen? Nah, more than PG. It's no zero PG. It was PG. no, 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 no. But before, what was it? Oh, it wasn't even PG thirteen. It was straight just PG, like Disney Channel. Ah, well, Disney Channel got some stuff going on. But all right, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's PG. So PG, it's PG fourteen now. No, TV fourteen. TV fourteen. It's no longer no more. So in this today's society, TV fourteen is like the old rated R. Something like that. So, because you remember, you could you say the B word. now all the stuff you say now is like TV fourteen. Before it was like rated R or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or, or eighteen or whatever you had to be to watch it. Oh, um, well, uh, what is AEW? TV fourteen. There you go. Right. So you got to compete, right? They probably feel like they got to compete. It might have been something like that. Maybe they just figured they. Yeah, I, I don't know. Things go in cycles, you know. Everything runs in cycles. Some cycles are five years. Some are long as ten, I, I think. But, uh, I mean, I don't know how long they could have held on doing what they were doing without worrying about uh, having an angle, a blow-off, or a little bit of blood, or, or just a little cursing to show attitudes. But I don't thought WWE, uh, a lot of people don't like it. Uh, it's okay. They know how to tell a story and everything like that. It just gets a little confusion with the matches. But that's the same with AEW when it's not not what you grew up with when it's something totally different than um, you've learned and, and was trained to do. But at the same time, you have to realize that that's what's going on today. So if you're going there and uh, you try to work a arm bar for 20 minutes, they'll probably boo you out of the arena or, or they'll all get up and leave. So uh, the fans are pretty much a Want, uh, wanting what they want, some action, action, action. So on top of the action, 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 if you want to draw and keep people in there, I guess you're going to need a little bit of edgier stuff sometimes. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. Uh, Were you guys ever warned or told what you couldn't do back in the Attitude Era? Was it anything that the, like not to make the network upset? You can't go do this, you can't go do that? No, not that I remember. I, I, I think the Attitude Era was a whole era of pushing the envelope, you know? <laughs> like, no, it was pretty much just like, like the Wild Wild West. Just gunfighters slinging it out. Go have a Go have a great match, you know, do the best you can. There was a lot of injuries, you know, back then because, like, neck injuries and, and uh, uh, knees, backs, everything. Because the chair shots, I'm sure all the concussions, things, it's a whole whole day, different day and age now. And uh, with safety precautions, the same as the NFL. Like, um, I don't even know how you could compare uh, NFL quarterback today to an NFL quarterback 30 years ago because today they're so protected and they're not – you know, they're not taking the shots and, and the blows that those quarterbacks took back then and the pressure they had to play under. So, but I don't know. I guess there's pros and cons to everything, so. I mean, since the last time we were here, I think um, you actually spoke highly of this person, uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, yeah, yeah already signed, right? Yep. Well, there you go. What, what, what would he be called, an influencer or something? Yeah. But he's also, uh, yeah, he was an influencer, right? Logan Paul, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he's and done then, some boxing. Or, or did Pat McAfee sign too? Or he's no? been. Oh, he's been signed? I don't know, man. I know he's an announcer, <laughs> but is he wrestling too or no? Yeah. I think um, he has a SummerSlam match, actually, with Baron Corbin. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. They were teasing an so. But Logan Paul's training, and he's a wrestler he's now, too. Signed. He looked great. He looked better than half the, you know, better than 80% of the indie wrestlers out there, you know? He said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and um, he had energy, charisma. Looked like the total package. It's a proper training. Who knows? You know, could, could, could be your next world champion. You think so? Wow. Was Miz world champion? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, like, right? I mean, who, I mean, it's America, man. America. How you say it? America? Is that what you tell me? America? <laughs> I never said oh, I mean, That's some country stuff. No, no. I've seen you. You always wearing red and supported Trump and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <clears throat> don't tell Susan that. She'll get, she'll, she'll, she won't let either one of us in the house. <laughs> you don't think he's on? Um, but they're trying to lock him up now. Who? Trump. For what? 
the right. So oh, like yeah. Maybe he incited. I don't know. I stay out of that stuff. Same. <laughs> I stay out of all that. I had nothing to do with it. I was home watching TV. Got an alibi. I'm good. <laughs> Hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> go, let's go back to uh, like uh, the Ric Flair and, and um, uh, Andrade and Jeff Jarrett. And uh, Jay Lethal, right? So on the, all, all, I feel like I want to go back because I'm a big Jay Lethal fan and, and, and I like Jay Lethal. I don't know that I know Andrade, but I don't know him personally. But his stuff's good. But I like Jay, and I wrestled Jeff Jarrett a lot. So you, you're asking like why, why Jeff Jarrett? And I was saying Nashville, like, uh, <laughs> but it brought back memories, of different things in Nashville. Like when I worked in USWA, uh, I had went. Uh, I guess I got to backtrack, and people have already heard this, this listened to this a million times, how my career went. So uh, I went from here in South Florida with Boris Malenko and Rusty to Stampede, Calgary Wrestling, where I trained with the Hearts and, and the Dungeon, the, the infamous Dungeon, and, uh, and, and, and the Pavilion in the afternoon. So I did Dungeon in the morning, Pavilion in the afternoon. From there, uh, career-wise, I went to all Japan. So now... The dungeon in Calgary and Stampede was very much a Japan style, a faster style. Uh, very, uh, I want to say snug, but it was a very believable style. And then Japan's the same. And then I went down to Puerto Rico and was working the same way uh, with the Savio Vega every night, which he was known as TNT back then, TNT. And then so he eventually became Quang and then on to becoming Savio Vega with the Bariquas. But I was down there for a year. And then from, from Puerto Rico... I went to Memphis, and this is where I get to. Like, I went to Memphis, so um, uh, Jerry Lawler had me come in. I did a, uh, I did a tryout as the Vampire Vampire Warrior in uh, WWF at the time, and uh, they they weren't very interested in it. I, the, the, the tryout. Was like whatever. It didn't it didn't go the way I wanted to go, but uh, Jerry Lawler came up to me and he says, "Hey, uh, I really like that vampire thing. Do you want to come to Memphis?" So. Uh, I went down to Memphis. Now, I, I get down there, and you know, I start an angle with Jerry Lawler, and uh, he he never said anything. But and and I would work matches with him, and be punching and brawling and beating him up and doing whatever, yada yada yada. Never, never a word. Then, then then I would get matches with Jeff Jarrett, and uh, I, I would uh, have to when it was like time, what we what we would call in wrestling, putting the heat on somebody, getting the heat in, beating on him, you know, trying to get the uh, show your vicious and get the crowd upset with you. Your intent to do evil or do bodily harm. Um, he would have me work a headlock. <laughs> like, he would never let me do anything but a headlock. And I was like, "What the, the, the hell?" I, I remember I would I would call Luna and say, "I don't understand." Uh, I work with Jeff, and he just wants me to hold the headlock all the time. Like, she goes, "Do you work it?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work the headlock the best I can." <laughs> like, you know, it's a, you know, you can be vicious with a headlock. A headlock is a vicious, believable move. So. Um, but I, I just couldn't, couldn't. It just didn't make sense. Like, and then I, I'd be back with Lawler, like uh, at the, at the Mid South Coliseum, and punches are flying, chains and everything. So then um, one day I'm driving down the road, and um, you know who Scotty Tuhati is, right, Raymond? Yeah. All right, you know Scotty Tuhati. So, so I'm cruising down. And I see Scotty Tuhati's cars broke down on the side of the road, and I go, Hey, you need a ride? And and, and I don't know. He was mean mugging me. No, I don't need a ride. I don't need a ride. I'm like. Dude, do you need a ride? <laughs> He's like, um, no, I, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I said, just get in here, man. You're on the side of the road. So he gets in all reluctantly. Now, now I'm, I'm dear friends with Scotty now, but he gets in. And I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? You good? And, oh, and he's sitting there, and he's all huffy and puffy. And you never see Scotty get mad. And then then finally he goes like, uh, I go, you sure you're okay? He goes, man, you're killing everybody. I go, well, what do you mean I'm killing everybody? So... Um, my first day in Memphis, I, I I tagged Jerry Lawler and then Scotty and a lot of the guys had to do run-ins. So when they ran in, I mean, I was just lighting them up, blah, clubbing them in the back, you know, beating on them and stuff. In my mind, I wasn't beating on them to be mean or anything like that. I was being believable. But um, so when you go from Calgary, where it's like war, all Japan, where it's sort of like war, and then I go to Puerto Rico for a year where it feels like war in the ring. You come to Memphis, and they don't, they, it's a very different dance there. It's very... Uh, very uh, controlled, very storytelling, very, very Memphis, very, very old, old, old South, you know, Memphis wrestling. So, um, 
you know, it dawned on me that, that, that like, oh, crap, <laughs> I've been beating the hell out of all these guys. That's that's why Jeff would only let me hold the headlock the whole time. But I know it's a silly story, but but it was just part of my life that, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, you, you, you don't realize I was trained to wrestle one way by Boris and, and Rusty Boris trained to be believable with the moves, legitimate moves. And, and, and Rusty would, you know, emphasize on not killing the guy and, you know, uh, being an art of wrestling where you make everything uh, uh, look legitimate, but but it was the art of not killing your opponent and, and being believable. But I, when I went through these other places, I transitioned back into like basically just a full on uh, Clubber Lane. You know, Clubber Lane is, right? Oh, you haven't watched any Rockies. Which Rocky was Clubber Lane? Mr. T. Clubber Lane. Oh, I got put. Never mind. But, <laughs> but yeah, but it, like, I, I don't even know why I'm telling you this story. It was just weird, I guess, because uh, the Jeff Jarrett thing. It feels like a very, very forced story. It doesn't even feel natural, but but you're getting a damn story anyway. So, so <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so I, I, I worked this one style that whole time and and went to Memphis and totally was just destroying people and getting all kinds of heat and had to re And once I lightened up, and, and realized what I was doing. It took Scotty, Scotty Tuhati to, to tell me that. And then we, then we rode together after that all the time. I was just like, man, I'm sorry, dude. I had, I had no idea. Like, and then, um, you know, I just rebooted myself to work that style because I was trained originally that style and then find an in-between later on, which, which works for me, which became my, the, the style that I, that I adapted throughout the rest of the, my career. But, um, yeah, but I don't know. That was just reminding me of Jeff, the whole Nashville I mean, stuff. And it kind of makes sense why they have the, the performance center. Um, so everyone's trained the same way. So when they, even yeah, the yeah. experienced guys, for some reason, WWE makes them go to the performance center, I guess, to learn that a similar style. Well, yeah, well. And you also, back well, in school, you would tell us. Performance center, I, I really don't know. Like, what were we going to say? Go ahead. Well, in school, you would tell us um, certain things you got to do a certain way because you're playing to the cameras. It's a whole production into it. So a lot well, of reasons you. Yeah, once I started training people, I, I trained one way for a long time, but then later, when I started editing stuff and had to take part of editing uh, TV shows and stuff like that, uh -huh. I realized I changed my training to where a lot of it was more editing friendly. So like I, the hard cams and the cameras and different things and, and finding without actually directly looking into it. But yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the Performance Center is just, a, I believe, prepped them for TV, but they're training people that have valued it's never wrestled before. She did like a month with me. Or Gina did like a month, and they're they're pulling college athletes in now. But they're they're taking other people. But yeah, it's to groom them, to uh, promos, and and to prep them. I guess you know to move them up, like any AAA or company would be with baseball or anything else. You know. But um, well, that was all over the place and just a random story. Good luck editing that, there, Raymond. That wasn't a bad story. I'm very mellow today. I haven't been in here in a while. I feel very very mellow. My mind's not firing on all cylinders. Uh, I am tired, but it's no excuse. I just just uh, one of those blah 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 moves, you know. But um, kind of, I mean, I kind of feel that way about this year's uh, SummerSlam. To blah 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 blah. No, I mean, it's just not a lot of um big names. A lot of the big stars are out injured. Yeah. Uh, Cena's not gonna be there because he's filming. Mm -hmm. Randy Orton's injured. Cody Rhodes out. I don't know where Edge is. Um, it's a lot I don't of know. He's probably rebuilding another group or something. Who knows? Maybe he's preparing for a big babyface comeback or something. It's been rumors about him and Bray Wyatt tagging. What was, what was those videos? Yeah, right. They've been so, saying that's him coming back with like Bray Wyatt, but I don't. You think he would come back in a tag, or you think his comeback would be solo? Like, why would it? Well, we're gonna have I don't some, know. Rhea Ripley's out hurt too, or is she back now? Nah, she's still out. You got a lot of people out for SummerSlam. Out. I, I don't really see a big. And that's a stadium show, so I don't really see a big name on there drawing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like SummerSlam. Well, it's not yeah. the fault of WWE. Might be why they got uh, Jeff Jarrett on their guest referee and helped fill those seats in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> he is a name in Nashville, and, and that's how we got on that Nashville story. But, but um, I learned so much in Memphis. Memphis was was such a great place to learn uh, wrestling every night. I mean, you didn't make a lot of money every night. It was forty dollars town to town. Every town there was three hundred people or five hundred or three people. You made forty dollars every night, and then um, unless you're in the Mid South Coliseum, then uh, Depending upon where you're working, I would work with uh, Jerry Lawler uh, a lot there. Like, so I was blessed and very lucky to be uh, working him. So that meant I was on top of the card. So th there was times that I made five hundred, uh, five hundred dollars, you know, or three hundred, and then I would have to take that money and 
save it, uh, whatever, pay the little hotel or whatever I was living in or whatever place. Because there's a lot of times I had to sleep in my car in Memphis, but um, but I would take that and put it away right away immediately, and then try to make that towns on the forty dollars and the forty dollars. And I was a heel, so I wasn't. There was no merch sales in '93 and stuff like that. The baby faces were out there selling stuff, but the heels. Yeah, you didn't go out there. You're a heel, you know. Um, you're a bad guy. You, you 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 growl at people through the curtain if they see you. You know what I mean. So, so there was no extra money coming in or anything like that. So you had to do. It was, it was a tough way to go. But I learned so much in Memphis and so blessed to the uh, have worked with Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett in Memphis and on into uh, WWE. And I still still run across. I'll, I'll probably end up work. I'm sure before I'm done and before he's done, I'll probably have another match with Jerry Lawler again. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you had one last year, was it? What's that? You you had one recently with him, or you, you uh, saw him recently? I saw him recently. I saw him in Orlando a month ago or so. He looked great. He looked the same. He's doing good. He wrestled the match. No, Jerry's the king, man. Know, is this, how old is he? I don't know. You go ask him how old he is. You can Google I'm not that crap. Do you believe Google or anything else or Wikipedia? <laughs> but yeah, I, I try to think. Where did I learn? Where did I learn 70, the most? Yeah, seventy-two. Seventy-two. Wow. So you got twenty more years, man. No, no I'm, not the, <laughs> I'm not the king, man. He's got his routine down. He's he's the master of psychology and storytelling. He's uh he's so good. He is so good. I, I like every any time that I've wrestled him, uh, we've never gone over a match. I, I think never. maybe one time he told me what the finish was. One time. <laughs> uh, well, two times. When, uh, well, no, he didn't tell me what the finish was in the match, but he did give me an outline of a match because it was the match where um, I, I don't know if you if you've seen this uh. He was he had a heart attack on Raw. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, where he like pretty he much died, died, yeah, right? Yeah. Died. From him back. So like one of his first matches back, I wrestled him in Tupelo, Mississippi at a, at a, where he has the Jerry Lawler Hall of Fame, you know. He has a, he has a, he has a museum, a Jerry Lawler Museum. Yeah, in, in a in a casino. It's cool. Cape, the boots, the crown, all kinds of cool stuff, you know. If you're um just like if you're an Elvis fan, you're a Jerry Lawler fan, you know. You probably didn't like Elvis. You gonna mm. cry about him stealing music? Where you going? What are you gonna say? Michael, <laughs> Michael Jackson is a real OG, bro. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Elvis is. Nah. Well, what was Prince? And he's in the middle. He's always oh, in the middle. All right. Yeah, well, let's not get sidetracked. Right, let's oh. get back. Let's get back over there. So <laughs> I wrestled him in the. Um, it was in Tupelo, Mississippi. It, you know, he has a, he has like a little museum there and stuff. It's a really cool little setup. And uh, but I was like right after the heart attack, right. One, I believe one of his first matches back, if not the first, I don't know if it was the first, but it was like in, in a handful, if for uh -huh. if no more. So we go out there, and he goes, "I want you to." Uh, he has he had to get a shot, right? He had his doctor was there for some reason to uh, give him a shot, like balance his B twelve or antibiotics. I don't know what it was. He had to get a shot <laughs> for something or tetanus shot. I don't know what he had to get. He was he needed to get a legitimate shot. Uh -huh. So his doctor was meeting him there, and. Uh, it's the South, so don't question the doctrine. All right, so like, <laughs> no matter, all right. So it was a shot. Uh, he goes, uh, "This is the only time we've ever talked about a match." He goes, "I want, I want you to go out and cut a promo before, before, before the match, saying that um, I don't know who sanctioned this match. What, what uh, the whole place should be sued for letting this man get a wrestling license or after a heart attack. It's not in my hands." And he had me go as far as to say. I don't want any little skeeting little groupies and or, or or girlfriends or side chicks trying to sue me for, for when you die in the ring, you know, because you shouldn't be in here. It's not my fault if uh, you die, and, and I don't want nobody coming after me. I don't want the Jerry Lawler State coming after me. This man shouldn't be in the ring. So basically, I went out there and rant and rave, raved that this guy shouldn't be wrestling. Who the hell would give him a wrestling license? And why the hell am I wrestling him here in Mississippi? So uh, no reply, all that. So. Uh, what I do is I he his doctor, so I when I come out to do the match I bring a doctor with me. His doctor is actual his actual his actual doctor. So I get on the mic again. I tell this doctor, "Your job is to keep this man alive. I can't be getting sued out here if he dies in the ring with me. He shouldn't be in the ring with me. You know, no matter what, you got to keep him alive." Sounds morbid, right? Sounds dark, right? But but these people are like, "What?" You know, so. It was it was fun in a sense, but it was dark. Um, because he legitimately. Just... So these people, they don't know what to think of the doctor. So they're kind of side looking at this doctor, like what else? So this doctor, because this doctor's with me. So we go down in the match and we start working and working and working. And Jerry goes, "Give me a heart punch." 
So I pull him back, give a heart punch. He just drops. The place gets whoa. The place gets quiet. You know, he goes down. He's just like selling motionless. Like oh. the doctor's like, I'm like, keep him alive. Get over there. Check him. Check him. It's not my fault. You know, I, this old man shouldn't be wrestling. All this stuff. And um, you know, the doctor goes down there and he tries to check him. Ah, Jerry Lawler kicks out. He throws the arm away. He's like ah. He starts coming back. I get back on him. You know, and the people are like already right, now. Now they really don't know what to think of the doctor because they don't know if the doctor's trying to hurt him or not. So now I got to kind of watch to make sure his doctor doesn't get beat up by these crazy ass fans in, in Mississippi because they're, they're already thinking he's sketchy. You know, they even though I'm telling that doctor to keep him alive, these people are thinking the doctor's evil somehow. But he, he wasn't. He was there to keep him alive. So like we're going again, and again, and I hit him with a second heart punch. He goes down and to be all. Oh, I'm like, so I'm start panicking. Oh, you gotta. Check him, get him, doctor. Keep, keep him alive. Don't let him die before I can beat him. You know, I like, I, I like, you know, like playing up to want, not wanting to be sued by his estate, his old girlfriends, or anybody he slept or whatever, all this crap. And um, he goes to get a blood pressure cuff on him. And uh, well, the, uh, uh, the people again are watching him, but Jerry Lawler starts, he shakes it off. He comes back, you know. Then there's the third heart punch. And he goes down and he doesn't move. And then, I tell the doctor to get on him, like, get over there. And it, it, the doctor's like, I can't get him. Like, I was like, he, he's gone, he's gone. Like, you know, he's putting pressure cuff on him, everything. And the doctor looks like he's trying to save him. Not nothing. The doctor's going to get a needle out. Mm -hmm. He's going to give him the shot. So he's going to give him that shot he was supposed to give him before the show anyways. So I had to go and stop a fan. Like, I think, I think it's on video. I had to stop a fan. Cause the fan was coming with a chair to get the doctor because he's gonna think he's gonna stab Jerry Lawler with a needle, he's gonna kill Jerry Lawler. Like, but even though I'm clearly saying, no matter what, keep Jerry Lawler alive, keep him alive. So, uh, <laughs> it, it probably didn't look as good on video and tape and everything as it was fun and kind of cool to be doing a little story like that with Jerry Lawler, but scary to be giving him heart punches. Oh, so, you were, you were legitimately scared giving him these punches. Well, the man just had a heart attack and died. I don't, it wasn't even that long. Like, he wasn't, like, he didn't really take any time off, it didn't seem like, you know. You know, I mean, up, like, it, it, you, do I want to be the one that kills the king? They would have locked you know, up. man. Imagine if I was, somebody killed Elvis. Like, look at the heat that Colonel Parker got stealing his money and all that. Like, like but uh, well, I don't want to be the guy known to kill Jerry Lawler. So, I like Jerry Lawler. So, uh, so I'm telling that doctor, don't let him, don't let him die. You keep, and he, he gives him the shot. And it is kind of quiet in there. People just look, and he gives him the shot, and he's he's waiting and waiting, and I'm I'm over there like stressing and stressing. <laughs> Next thing you know, Jerry Lawler starts moving a leg, and then arm, he starts shaking. Ah, he stands up and drops his strap and blows his comeback and beats me. <laughs> That's the first time I ever been somebody's blowed a comeback by getting a shot in the arm, like an actual shot. And beat so are fans in the South more believable than like? The well, they believe in Jerry Lawler. I don't know if they're more believable all over the place. They believe in Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee. The, the older fans believe in that set of characters. Like, and, um, and they would believe in Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and, and, and they would believe in Ric Flair, even though Ric Flair wasn't... I, I don't know how prominent he was in Nashville or anything, or, or especially Crockett Promotions. I don't even remember him being there. But Jeff Jarrett is prominent, and they would believe in Jeff and his dad, Jerry Jarrett, and the whole... Eddie Marlin and the whole that whole wrestling family over fifty years or something like that. I don't know. It's a long time. So I just don't feel like this is Ric Flair's last match. Wow. Oh, what the hell, man? It should be against you. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Um, I, I, smart. I, I mean, it's hard to say. How I many times somebody who. It's all he ever done is wrestling. It's all he ever knows. I'm not the biggest. I was a fan of Ric Flair wrestling wise, and mm -hmm. wasn't a big fan of Ric Flair as a person. Like with my personal interactions with him, but it doesn't change that I I don't think that it was at promos and interviews and and uh, through the time of history. I mean, you can't go to a hockey arena without people going woo. You know, like yeah. like he's iconic. Like like everybody knows Ric Flair. You know, so he's kind of you know stuck or. Is that character? That's is who he is, you know. So he, yeah, maybe it's not, but um, I don't think his health is gonna like let him carry on much more. Wasn't he just not having more health issues again not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. So, but I did Jerry Lawler. That was the first time I ever uh, wrestled anybody where they blew a comeback from a shot in the arm, an actual shot, needle uh, in the arm, and a shot. But that, that was fun. That was just one of the. That's the only time I think Jerry Lawler ever called anything with me in the ring and. He just gave me an outline of it to what to say and do and, and gave me the okay to like really rip into him about like his, 
you know, his young women and stuff like that. So, um, but he didn't call the finish. I didn't know how he was going to beat me that night. He called that other, he, he told me, you know, uh, that this doctor's going to give him a shot and he'll do that. But that was the most we ever talked. And I wrestled him 30 times. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he's the king, if you ask me. I learned so much. I learned so much from him in Memphis, but but I did learn overall in Memphis, even from like, you know, he just passed away, Christopher Love, Burt Prentice. Um, uh, Memphis, I, I went back, and you have to go back to your roots. Like I said, I got distracted. That's why I told that other story where I uh, went to Calgary, and it was very, I learned a lot in Calgary, too. I mean, it's just, it was a different style, very fast-paced, very spotty uh, strikes and, and hits very, you know, like the, the Benoit's and everybody to come, you know, that Calgary style. And then all Japan was the same thing. And then Puerto Rico was a blood and guts and barbed wire and, and style. So it was a lot of brawling and stuff like that. So then when I came back to Memphis, just I had all that, all that momentum with all that stuff going on that I didn't realize I had to dial it back until I picked up poor Scotty on the side of the road one day. Now we're dear friends. And Scotty's out there killing it. He left the PC. He left WWE. He's he's torn England, and he's he's been on a he's been on a and he's been killing it lately. He's got too hot, yeah. So he's out there uh, looking good. I seen him training his son to wrestle. So, no, you're always reminding me of Scotty, X Pac, Scotty too hotty? Yeah, because they were both small and smaller. Nah, X Pac's not well. X Pac was lean, but like X Pac, I'd be taller than Scotty. He's the one who used to do the worm. Scotty does the worm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. worm crossing caution. Yeah, Scotty too hotty. X Pop, he's the suck it, the crotch chops. Yeah, one two three kid, and he was also the lightning kid, which was also we trained together under Boris Malenko. Uh, I was in Florida, right? Yeah, Tampa, Tampa, and uh, Brandon and Tampa, depending upon where Malenko had a school at that time. The old man, Boris Malenko, not Dean. Um, Sean came from Minnesota. He was like fourteen or fifteen. I was 17, 18, and because uh, I started at 17 down here, but I would go to Tampa train on weekends, so I was always training with uh, X-Pac, Sean, Sean Waltman. He's doing good, man. He's uh, he's doing good. He's in L.A. He looks healthy. He's got, he still does his uh, one, two, three, X-Pac, or... Uh, like a podcast? Yeah, show? yeah, it's a show, but I've been on it. it it's it's long long-running show. It does well, and uh, I, I heard rumors that, I don't know if he's married, but I heard rumors he's Got a steady girl. If not married, maybe married. <laughs> steady girl. Well, married. I mean, whatever. He settled. Like you know, he wasn't dating anybody. He wasn't running around crazy or anything when I seen him yeah. last. But he was just chill. He wasn't in any kind of relationship, and he wasn't certainly chasing anybody. So like, I hear he's just like he's doing really, really well. Um, spoke through him text, but it was just brief. Hey, how you doing? Miss you. Visit soon when we get to L.A. But yeah, um, so I, I don't I don't talk to him as much as I should. And, know about his personal life but i just hear rumors that he's doing really really well and really grounded and really uh really on the right track in life man doing really good things so happy to hear that and that was good was he two three time hall of famer with the uh, was it dx himself yeah, yeah maybe i don't know he's in there but three times i don't know two at least i think right i think with dx right yeah but yeah he's doing good so what else we got what's in the what, you have the box today are we going off your phone what do you got questions that people wrote in yeah we haven't been here in two weeks so I'm sure there's a lot of questions built up and plus I gotta get to the wrestling school I gotta go train class over at CCW so I, this is a good time to transition to a, uh, I guess they'd be my sponsor I work there so uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling if you ever thought or dreamed about being a professional wrestler a manager a valet or whatever the hell referee uh, you can check out Coastal Championship Wrestling and check out their TV show every Tuesday, CCW Live. Uh, CCW Live, right? That's what it's called on it's, Tuesdays, yeah, I believe, live. 7 p.m. Yeah. Check it out. I'm on a few of those episodes hobbling around. But What, um, what does it air? Is it on YouTube? Uh, I believe it's on the their, their YouTube channel, CCW Live. But it, I think every Tuesday at 7 p.m. there's a new episode up. And they got a lot of people on there. You know, a lot of Brian Cage matches and, and, and there's different people, a lot of former NXT people that were currently released and some that are in NXT now. They like get a good mixture of things. You can always see Bill Alfonso on there and I think there's been a uh, uh, title change that Ariel Levy now is the uh, CCW heavyweight champion. Uh, tag champions now Nova and ERA, I forget what they're called. Uh, they got some kind of fancy name, but new new tag team champions. It's all all heel heel champions right now. And the women's champion is Kylan King who not sure if she's a heel she's in between i believe so yeah good things going on but check it out ccw tv alive or whatever no um, 7 p.m you can check it out coastal championship wrestling have any any health updates me yeah 
Yeah, I'm grizzled. Nice. You look good. Yeah, I look good. I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah. The knee's getting a little better. Uh, I, I'm due to... Uh, I'm due to go back to... Uh, I was due to go back to New Jersey for... Uh, uh, oh, man. Bio... Uh, uh, for, for the, the stem cell up there with Dr. C. Um, but, uh, and AJ and them. Uh, and they... But Dr. C got, got in a bad car accident. So I only said them oh, some... Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like... In, in, he might be in his 80s. But he got T-bone going through a light. Uh, the other driver's fault. Flipped his car three times. Broke his neck. So, oh, uh, sending positive vibes and prayers out to Doctor C and hoping, um, uh, hoping he gets well. Uh, I'm sure he will. That, that fella kicks out of everything, man. He's like the Terminator. He'll come back stronger than ever. Cause you know what? He has access to stem cells. You get them stem cells, and he's gonna be doing good. He'll be yeah. doing well. But but to his family and everybody, I know they're worrying and praying and um, sending positive vibes out there. But yeah, um, my back has been doing good. Uh, good. Uh, the PRP here at uh, uh, Dr. Silva's Wellness Ultra Wellness uh, down there with Randy. Randy's been working uh, restructuring my muscles, breaking them down, uh, digging in there. It's a very painful process, but. Um, Definitely walking better. I'm able to kick again. I still limp. I'm, I don't think it's ever going to change the limp because um, there's no ACL or PCL on my leg, and it's bone on bone. You see how bow legged I am. So it's part of the swag. So that, it's part of my part of my swag. Yeah, my gang grizzle they call me. <laughs> but uh, but but the pain is less, and yeah. So um, so I'm feeling good in that sense. Weight weights just hanging at like 252. I was down to 248, but it seems to just want to stay at 252. Um, I mean, I guess that's where I'm going to ride. It's, not the ideal weight. I would like to be at least 240, but um, I don't know. It's still a working process. Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't do all this damage in your life for 53 years and then try to change it in one. You know, it's gonna take some time to resurface those roads and uh, get things running right. But everything's going good with uh, down there with Dr. Silva and Ultra Wellness. Yeah, it's all going good. So what do you got? What do you got pulling up? You got a question or anything before we get out of here? Is there? All right. Gangrel, do you see yourself being a valet or manager in the future or mainly sticking with training the next gen of up-and-comers? Or will we see you impaling people forever? <laughs> this is from <clears throat> Perfect Cold. Perfect Cold? Yeah. Is that COVID? <laughs> Perfect Cold. Perfect Cold. Uh, <clears throat> so he's, he's perfectly cold. Perfect Cold. Uh, what's up, Perfect Cold? Uh, as much as I would love to impale people forever... Uh, well, it's not that hard to do, so I probably could do impale people forever, but I don't know if I could wrestle matches to, to impale people forever, but I probably could slide out there and impale people forever. But um, I, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm, do enjoy training um, the new, the, the young young bloods, young women and men coming up in the sport. I, I do get a lot of satisfaction and gratification out of that. So um, I'll probably be doing more of that in the future. Uh, I thought that I would hang it up this year, to be honest, after October, but I'm already have bookings into next year already. So apparently I'll be going into 2023 wrestling. But um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about managing or or escorting somebody or to the ring or anything like that. I'm not um, I'm not against it if it's the right people, the right place and the right times. But um, I'm not a big fan of it at the same time if it's just a wasted thing to throw in there just to have you in there um so probably mostly uh the future will probably be uh training future superstars because there's nothing worse than to be sitting there ringside watching people wrestle and you can't <laughs> that sucks yeah sure it does you want to be in there but you can't go and then you get up there you limp and you look all crippled up and and then reality hits yeah it's, it's, it could be sad but i mean if you're in the right group and you're used in the right way kind of like king curtis was in florida if you're uh i don't want to say like kevin uh kevin sullivan the taskmaster but but if it's used in the right way where you're like like in the shadows and you're consulting and it's done in a really really cool way not necessarily going down to ringside every, every match and stuff like that but you know because sometimes people just say oh we're going to use you but we'll take care of you you're going to go manage in this group and it just just feels like it's a wasted movement and effort and stuff. It doesn't make sense. Was, it's got to make sense, you know. Wasn't the Million Dollar Man? This is my wrestling ignorance. He's a, he was a wrestler at one point. He got hurt. Sure, he was. It was great. Uh, out of the Bill Watts territory and all that, UWF or whatever it was called. I just yeah. know him as like his manager. No, nah, he was one of the best. He was actually, I'm not I'm not the hugest fan of him uh, as a person, but he, he was really, really a tremendous wrestler. And he... 
Well, he got, he had hurt, right? And so that's why he ended up doing the, the manager thing. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe just get a little older and stuff in life. Um, maybe that's just the spot they had for him. I don't know. I don't uh, remember the story, but I can tell you he was a great wrestler. He was he was great. He was great. Next question. This is from Brian using his wife's account. Brian using his wife's account. All right, Brian. All right. So if you had to choose between these qualities as a wrestler, excellent look, promo ability, size, athletic ability, technical wrestler skill and charisma. I got. I basically I choose them all. Got to choose one. Yeah, choose what? So <laughs> well, what's I, I, I didn't hear. I, it, it's missing one. It's missing. Say it again. You got. So these are the qualities. All right. I got to choose one of these qualities. Just one. An excellent look. An excellent look. Promo ability. Promo ability. Size. Size. Athletic ability. Athletic ability. Technical wrestling skill. Technical wrestling skill. Charisma. Charisma. And then ring psychology. Ring psychology. I choose passion. Oh. Or heart. <laughs> but that's not on the list. Why is that not on the list? Maybe because they're, they don't, I don't know. <laughs> passion. Uh, uh, passion. Passion can outwork a lazy talent at any time. You know, if you get heart for something, you really want to put it in there. Um, athletic ability. Uh, I don't know what ring psychology would do for you now. Um, uh, ring psychology in this day and age. So um, uh, I, I think, uh, gosh, what, what, do you, what is it? Well, charisma, but then you say promo skills. So like, if you're trying like, to do it's kind of like the two. Like, Maybe size if you're trying to go to WWE. I don't know. It's. Very vague. You need you need a little bit of everything. You need a little bit of all that magic to 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 make a, a an, an amazing moment for yourself in life. Um, yeah, I, I, but it's not on the list. Passion or heart. I probably if that that would have chose them if they were on there. One of them over all the other ones because like um, I see guys come in some with size uh, and they have nothing else. I see other guys come in that can talk, but they 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 don't have uh, well they have charisma if they can do the promo skills. You know that so that's kind of can be uh, it's kind of like parallel um I don't look like much I, I don't know um I, I suppose if you talk if you talk you're a good talker and you get a good promo I'd probably go with that like, because that could carry a long ways if you could talk you don't necessarily have to wrestle you could be a manager you could do that you know you could always be a, a chicken crap heel you know that talks all this wildly stuff and big talk and then Gets out of kind there of, and can get beat up. Like so, I like, guess I would go with promo skills. Kind of like MJF. Not saying he can't wrestle because he oh, can't. He's not the biggest guy in the world, and, but, but yeah. he can wrestle. But he could talk really well. Yeah, I, I would go with promo skills. Out of that list that they have. All right. Next one. All right. Did you, so you personally, did you have more fun working TV shows or house shows? And can you tell us some differences between the two? Uh, house shows. House shows are more relaxed. No stress. Uh. You go in there and you can actually just wrestle for 10, 15, 20 minutes, probably 20 minutes. Um, TVs were, uh, you know, they, they, a lot of times just <clears throat> they say that the, the, the old timers or, or the people from the past would be like, why are you calling everything, blah, 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 blah. But they did a TV, though. They called most of their stuff. You had to. It was TV. So you, you got to know both. So TV was high stress because everything had to be on point. You had time cues. You had a, you had a certain story you got to tell within like a five minute margin, and and you had things you had to hit at certain points in that match for it all to make sense to get to where you needed to go. Where so and and if you messed up, it was on TV. Everybody's seen it. There's no hiding it, and 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 the, the boss is always watching that product. So, and the whole world is. So that, the stress level is very high, but. But not that it wasn't fun. It was great when it went well. It's horrible when it went bad. But but a house show or um, spot show or a town show, um, that, that was just relaxed. It was fun. You get out there. You could joke around in the match. The fans wouldn't see it, but you you know you just you're not under a lot of pressure to 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 do your greatest hits in five minutes and make sense of it. Where where you can go out there and just tell a little story and build up to everything. And um, so definitely definitely a, a house show or a spot show or a town show. Yeah. Right at that mark. Right at that mark. I do gotta go. And uh but uh so what did we cover today? We didn't cover a whole lot of anything. Talked a little bit about Memphis, you know, uh uh Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair. Um, you know, best of luck to him on his last match. That's coming up in what, two weeks or something? Yeah. Uh 
not a big fan of him, but I was of his work and his career, tremendous career, amazing, amazing career, longevity. So if it is truly his last match, uh, uh, farewell, and I uh, hope it's a great one. And uh, yeah, you couldn't be in there with better people as Jay Lethal and uh, Jerry. Andre. Yeah, well, Andre's his partner. I'd probably do all the... Yeah, I'm not, but Jay Lethal and Jared, that's good. I don't know Andre that much. Uh, like, I, I, it's his son-in-law, so I don't know how that works. So it's a, it's kind of cool, I guess. So he's married to Charlotte, right? That's yeah, that's cool. Um, John Cena just got married. John Cena got married. <laughs> got married last weekend. How do you know all this though? It was posted everywhere with his wife. Oh, see, I've been so busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm hardly. I haven't even been like. I'll, I'll post on my phone if I'm at the school or where I'm going. But I, I like been so busy. Um, well, congratulations to John Cena for getting married. Thank you, Raymond, for pointing that out. Mr. <laughs> John Cena, the old prototype. Remember him as prototype? Uh, we talked about it. Yeah, you got a. He's. Have you been watching any of his new um? The show? Peacemaker, or whatever yeah. it's called. Is that what it's called? Or what's yeah, it called? Did you Did you watch Suicide, the most recent Suicide Squad? You always ask me if I watch movies. Uh, the one where they they go whatever to get this big alien in a tank, <laughs> this big starfish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you watched? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Dang, you watched everything, bro. What? Yeah. No, it was all right. I mean, kind of mean. The weasel drowned right out the gate, and like I felt bad for that cat, and then he kicked out, got killed. Uh, like, <laughs> Those are the type of movies. Yeah, I felt bad that that, that heel lady like just send them all in to die, you know. Boom! Why does other crew comes through there? But of course, old Harley Quinn and homeboy slid through there, and then heck, she didn't even need rescuing. She killed everybody up in the dang place. You, you know, know? He, he got a spinoff. Who did? With Pace oh, yeah, yeah. He's got T. It's a series, though, right? Yeah. HBO yeah. Max or something. I asked Anna if she watched it, and she said, ah, she didn't find it funny. But I, I'm, I'm sure it's okay. She might not have found a sense of humor. But but, but it, it was kind of a... It was who he is. Kind of like, sort of... I don't know. I get it. It's a suit. I don't know. Do you watch it? Yeah. I, I didn't see the series. I didn't see the series. I've seen the show. I saw the movie. It kind of gives him a chance to be that kind of not... I don't want to say X-rated, but that kind of character outside well, of his... WWE role. He's not taking bumps and he's getting paid. You know, he's not out there like landing on his head and getting dumped by these young, young bloods that are like three hundred pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal and full of mm, trying to hurt you. They ain't, they're not trying to hurt you. They're just so strong. And you get older, you start feeling all that stuff. But yeah. but uh, acting's not that easy either. I don't care what anybody says. I've done a little bit of it. It, it feels like it's harder work than wrestling. Wrestling, you go out there, you nail your stuff 15, 20 minutes, you pour every ounce of energy out there, and boom, one take. You go out there, you pour one take a, 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 on a movie set that day, and it's just one scene, like, say I'm saying to you, Raymond, I'm going to 100% kick your ass, right? You think you're done with that, right? No, can you do that again from this thing? Uh, angle? Can you do that from that? Raymond, I'm going to 100%. Which angle? Raymond, I'm going to 100%. Behind me now, Raymond. I'm 100. Like by some point, I forgot what I even said. I'll be 100 percent kick your ass, Raymond. I'll be mixing on. I did like. Well, I was like, yeah. When I did that Cougar Town, uh, <laughs> I was like, what did I say? I don't even remember what I said. They have you do it 15 times. I start question. Did I say it the same same way? Each I still time? never seen that movie. Oh, I was a TV show. It was called oh, Love TV Is a Long Road. I was heavy. I was 300 pounds, dressed like a giant banana. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you were dressed like a banana? Well, no, I was in, the gear was yellow. Oh. So I felt like a big rotten banana. Like my hair was out. I was really heavy. It was like a heavy time in LA. Like I was, I was like 305 pounds. And I went in uh, to audition for it. I just came from a funeral in the Bay Area and I drove back to LA and uh, was tired and been asleep. And my agent goes, you got you got an audition. You really got to make this audition. So I was mad. I, I go into the audition. And the line was something like, I'm going to 100% kick your ass. It was something of that nature. I was like, I went in there and I was like, I hate this place. I'm going to 100% kick your ass. You all go to hell. And I stormed out. <laughs> but I, I was shooting on him. I was like mad. I just didn't want to do it. I was mad that the agent made me go and everything. Before I got home, she calls. And it was only like a 20-minute drive. She goes, what'd you do? And I thought I was going to get in trouble for healing on him. She goes, you booked that. They didn't even put you on hold. You booked the role, right, already. I'm like, 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 yeah, you know, acting. You know? <laughs> like, uh, but I went in there, yeah, because it wasn't acting. It was just I legitimately like, what, 100% kicked their ass because I had to go there, you know? And it just happened to be the line I had to say. So uh, I, was a, I didn't take any acting classes, but I learned a lot that day about acting. It's just really, you know, you just got to be you. Uh, whatever you can't try to pretend to be somebody else you just you put yourself in that situation and become that person but you're still you you know so it was kind of that was a great learning experience cougar town was a good learning experience i just film is forever so i have to forever see myself at 305 pounds <laughs> <laughs> wearing yellow 
uh, wearing yellow. But yeah, it's called Love is a Long Road. You, you should have put it up on here or something. It's Cougar Town. It's a, it's a graduation scene. Love is a Long Road. Um, Courtney Cox is in it and all that. Yeah, I, I, They had a stunt guy come in, but I actually choreographed all the stunts. I think that's why they wanted an actual wrestler, so he did what wrestlers would do. Uh, and instead of what the what they believed wrestlers would do, so I kind of basically choreographed it, but under the other the stunt coordinator. But um, it was cool. It was good. Uh, it was a great learning experience. But I realized how much work's put into a, a literally four minute scene or five minute scene or four minute scene. It's a lot of work, uh, like a day's work, a whole day, like ten hours or whatever. Just was, for your scene. Just for that little fight scene. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what did they, what did they put in for? So that was five or 10 minutes of the show, five minutes of the show. You got a 30 minute show or whatever it is, or an hour or 50, 56 minutes as you realize as you're editing that you got to come up with content. That's that's a lot of work goes into that stuff. So uh, a lot of respect for people that, that uh, are in that industry. It's not as easy as people think. It's not than going out there going, go cats live. Yeah. You know. Or whatever the commercials might be a little bit easier, but like I think you know acting's not easy. I don't even think commercials are easy. It's all it's all it's a little different. But um, if you have a passion for it and you dig it, then it's all for you. I wasn't so sure that was my passion. I was still like hooked on being a professional wrestler. You, know? you never know, man. You gotta... Yeah, they would get hot at me. They would honestly say, uh, "You got an audition in Santa Monica?" I go all the way over in Santa Monica. I lived in Burbank. It was like you had to go around the valley and everything. I'm like. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta teach wrestling class, or I gotta fly out in the morning. They're like, "Bro, do you don't want to be an actor or what?" <laughs> like, you, you book all the time. You always book everything we send you to, but you never go to anything. I go, no, I just, you know, because I was still wrestling, and and I was just doing it for a side thing to kind of fill time. But it turns out, I never really ever have time. <laughs> I'm always busy. So, which means I'm blessed and I'm grateful. And on that note, this was episode 55 of Fang in the Bang with Gangrel. Want some? Get some. Bad enough? Take some. There you go. Everybody keep fanging and banging.